Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Hello. Welcome to Your Tech Life. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. This is episode 306. Cracking good to have you with us. And we do it each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies. And uh, tell you more about them later. Plus, uh, they've actually got a, uh, news about them this week. So I'll tell you a little bit more about them this week. But the rest of the show is about you. It's about uh, connecting with you. If you've got a problem with technology, if you've got a question about technology, jump on the phone, jump on the email, jump on the website, jump somewhere and uh, tell me. And I will try. Get you on the show. We'll have a chat. We'll try and help you out. And at the same time, you see, what happens is other people learn. Some people go, what? And they get they get frustrated because I'm saying the wrong thing. Then they email me. That's okay. I'm cool with that. So um, I just want, to get, want you to get in touch. So if you've got a question yourself or a problem where you need advice in buying, then uh, just jump on. Say g'day. Go to the website, eftm.com.au or yourtechlife.com. And um, yeah, get in touch. Now, a couple of things uh, this week. We're going to talk about computers. We're going to talk about smart TVs. We're going to catch up with someone who built an app slash service nearly four years ago. We spoke to on this very show four years ago. Still around, and they've got big news this week. Plus, I've got more on cancer research. So last week it was cancer research. This week it's skin cancer. I want to help you with that. And there's an app for that. Trust me. Uh, we're going to talk about self-driving cars. We're going to talk about the iPad Pro. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about aerial photography. I have some pretty big news of my own. I'll share with you shortly. Um, there is so much to go through. My goodness me. So here's what we do. We get techie. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor Long's the world's best techie. Before we get to my news, before we get to iPads, before we get to calls, uh, let's go to iTunes. And uh, great to have you jumping on iTunes and leaving a rating. Also, if you're on Pocket Cast, I actually don't know. Can you do something there? Can you star it or something to let them know? Pocket Cast followed me on Twitter today. I'm like, come on, guys. I've been talking about you for a while. Um, but uh, if you do leave a rating, what happens is it helps, right? So your rating helps other people find the show. It boosts it. You know, I've got more um, star ratings than any other tech podcast in Australia, 168 at the moment, and over 100 reviews from individuals like you. I mean, there should be 200, shouldn't there? Why haven't you done a review? I mean, what are you doing to me? Seriously. So there's been, uh, there's been a couple this week. Uh, Mel and Mark, Mel Mark 08. The show continues to give current information mixed with great advice in a fun format. Thank you very much. James Jeanette, 
in capital letters. I'm assuming they're not screaming at me, but thank you. Uh, I love this tech show. It's so helpful understanding what's happening in the tech world, and Trevor explains it so well, and just great tech news, not any boring stuff. Keep going, Trevor. Look forward to listening every week. When I'm driving to work at 3 a.m., oh, what a punish. But hey, happy to be there with you on the way. H, love it. Really good podcast. Trevor's enthusiasm is infectious. He's very knowledgeable. Oh, thank you. Tries very hard to help. I love that I try very hard. I'm not always actually able to help, but I try very hard. But thank you for that. Uh, Australian content and great to keep up to date with. And the last one is from AJ2012Oz. Just says, enjoy the pod. I feel like that's a real like hipster, you know, cool thing to say. Enjoy the pod. You know, just pass me in Woolworths and say, love the pod. Uh, so thank you, and it does um, does make a difference. It makes certainly makes me feel awesome about doing the show when I see the ratings up there because they're public, they're they're visual. When someone's looking for something to listen to on iTunes, they um, they think to themselves, "Well, what what should I listen to? I don't know." And um, you know, I'm nearly always the number number one Australian podcast in the gadget section on iTunes, which is awesome. Um, that's the section I choose to be in. I don't know why. Uh, um, but uh, always great to have your help and your company, and uh, let's get cracking. So you might have heard me talk with Stephen Fennick last week about the iPad Pro, which we had had in our hot little hands for, well, not very long when we recorded. But I've now had it for for a week, and it's an absolutely overwhelming device. Now... One of the reasons for that is it's overwhelming to look at, to hold. It's huge. And everyone I give it to to, to hold go, what the heck? This is huge. And it is. It, it doesn't feel light because it is as heavy as the original iPad, but much, much bigger. So I had a call on the radio asking me, is, is it something I can, I can hold without you know, any concerns? I said, yes, with two hands, absolutely. But one hand, it would get tiring to watch a video on. But two hands, absolutely no problems at all. Now, um, a couple of, uh, you can read my full review at eftm.com.au, of course, um, but a couple of standout highlights. Firstly, uh, the smart keyboard from Apple is good, very good to type on, but I'm going to say it's less than, it's probably less than ordinary, actually, when it comes to folding it up. It's, it's kind of a weird, you've got to fold it this way and that way, and you kind of get lost folding it up. I've just put on, uh, thanks to Logitech, the new Logi Create. This is a backlit keyboard case with smart connector for the iPad Pro. Now, this thing, when I turn it on, the keys are backlit on the keyboard. So this really goes crazy into laptop territory. It's a very sturdy, strong case. So the Logitech case is probably the pick of the bunch right now. Still very expensive, over $200. And it does add a bit of weight. It's, a, it's more like carrying around a, not even a MacBook Air. It probably feels heavier, but it's... Uh, it's a very nice case, but the two, I mean, there's a million great features, right? But there's two things about it that, ex, that, that are amazing, and there's one thing about it that excites me. Now, the two things that are amazing are the speakers, excellent, four speakers, two on each side, and if you tilt it portrait or landscape, the left and right are automatically adjusted by the software. That's cool. Um, they're excellent. You can sit and watch a movie immersed. You can listen to music. Very nice. But the pencil is the kicker. This is a $165 accessory. That is, without question, the best stylus I've ever, I've ever used. So it's interesting. It doesn't work on any other device. Even if you take the little tip off, it doesn't actually work on the iPad Pro. The actual pen needs to be you know, on the screen. So it's an amazing piece of technology. Um, battery inside, rechargeable through a lightning connector. You get a little double adapter to charge it. But 
What's amazing is when you're writing with the tip of the pencil, it's a beautiful pencil. And then when you tilt it to the side, you can start to shade. So it is genuinely like using a pencil. And then you can go to watercolor, a million different apps. But the pencil, to me, is the standout piece of technology that Apple has absolutely nailed. It is expensive. But if you are into design, graphics, anything like that, amazing. Honestly, uh, well worth a look in my book. Um, now, they're the two cool things. But what's amazing or exciting about it, I can't remember what I said, but is that I think that's a sign of next year's iPad. So the, the 9.7-inch iPad, I think they'll have had enough time because the iPad Air 2 will have been out for you know, nearly 18 months by the time the next one comes out. I think they will be able to, say, um, get all the screen technology down in size so they can fit that technology, so the Apple Pencil technology, into the existing iPad Air form factor. So the iPad Air doesn't need to be thin. It doesn't need to be lighter. It doesn't need to be anything. It's perfect. It just needs new features over time. So the Pencil will do that. So drum roll, I think that's that's what's next from Apple in, in 2016. I think it's a great device and I uh, highly recommend you check it out. If you're into design and graphics, then there's just no question. No question whatsoever. It's fantastic. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, my news. Um is that, and a lot of you would know, there's some people probably go, well, who cares, mate? It's not a big deal. But I'm just sharing with you because, hey, we've been talking for six years, so you've been through a journey with me. But ever since um, I've been doing the show, I've worked at SBS. It's been my day job. And we've talked about that because, you know, I've had inside info and been able to launch and talk about things like SBS On Demand and yada, yada, yada. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Ever since I've, I've done this podcast, I've worked at SBS for seven and a half years. I've only been doing this podcast for six. Um, so I have decided not to renew my contract with the great uh, organization that is SBS. Um, I've been there seven and a half years and I could stay many more. Uh, they, there's lots of things to do and lots of conversations about what we can do next year. But I just said, you know what? I think it's time. So I am going to give life a crack. I am going to give this extra effort. Uh, I'm going to give this podcast extra effort. Obviously, I'm going to try hard to find more people to get involved, whether it's you know sponsors. I'm going to I'm going to give a lot of things a crack. We're going to be doing a lot more video content. Uh, CES will be where we kick a lot of this off. Uh, I've got four people, including myself, going to CES. We've got Jeff Quattromani, Chris Bowen, and uh, my great creative cameraman mate Rob Locke coming with me. We are going to absolutely nail the coverage of CES. And then when I get back, I will. Um, I'll be free. Uh, I've got a bit of work to do still uh, as I slowly walk away from SBS. It won't be an overnight thing. It'll it'll take my it'll taper into the new year. But um, for for the listeners out there, thank you for your support and and keep the emails coming because if you don't keep emailing me, I'll start freaking out. I'll start freaking out that no one's listening. Okay, that's why I need you to go to the ratings. No, I need I need to hear from people. I need to know people are listening. I need to I need to see the downloads. I need to I need to feel the audience so that I can you know feel great about doing the show. Um, but you know, basically next year I'm going to have a lot more time to uh, to do work with companies. Uh, you know, advising companies on on, on media strategy, uh, doing media training, but uh, public speaking. I'll be doing uh, corporate speaking at at, at uh, organisations that want to learn about technology, want to know about the latest in car and tech and other things and, and the future of technologies, a lot of those kind of opportunities. Um, and just generally put myself out there and do whatever the heck I can to, to pay the, the mortgage and, and pay for my kids. Because let's be clear, I didn't win the lotto. Taking a massive punt here. 
and you know what? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to focus hard, do a bit of Oprah, and you know, just f- focus on the vision and uh, make something of it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Really, really looking forward to having more time to to do some pretty cool things. We've got some great things on the radar already, which. Uh, you know, nothing's nothing certain until it's locked in. I've learned that a lot, but um, absolutely keen to to get cracking on it. And you know what? If it means that I can have that little bit of extra time on this to give you that little bit extra attention on the podcast, then uh, that's that's a win for you. This podcast may be your only interaction with me, but you may also hear me on the radio, see me on TV, read the website. I'd love you to do everything because that just helps. But if if it's just the podcast, that's awesome. Um, and uh, I've got some ideas about uh, creating a, you know, more of a, a, a club. Nothing will ever be behind a paywall. I would never make the, the podcast only available to people who pay. Uh, the same with the website. But I believe in, in loyalty. I believe in rewarding loyalty. And um, if I can come up with a mechanism that allows you to, to indicate your loyalty through, uh, through joining a club or something, and we can, we can have a bit of fun with that and maybe do events or even have exclusive prizes and things, I don't know. That's just an idea, but um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear from you. Uh, what does that mean? Is it is is it anything exciting? I don't know. It might not mean anything to you because the podcast keeps keeps coming down. But it also um, certainly, if you work in in corporate Australia and look forward to using my services, then please get in touch. Uh, the website's the easy way to get me. Uh, Eftm. dot com. dot au. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. You can uh, jump on the Facebook page trevorlong. dot com. We'll get you there. Uh, very exciting 2016 coming up and uh, you heard the news first here. If you did hear it first here, please don't tell too many people until I've announced it on Twitter and Facebook because there's a few people still to tell. I haven't told my mum yet. <laughs> and some people that work for me. Uh, so, But you're, you're, you're my, my loyal um, fans and, and listeners. I appreciate that. Uh, let's, let's hit 2016 full bore, eh, people? Let's get cracking. We do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology. Thank you to them for their support. And one of those great products I've talked about in the past is their their approach range of golfing products. The Approach S5 is uh, is their golf uh, watch product, which has a full touchscreen GPS watch uh, with course view. So uh, you can get smart notifications so you can receive emails and texts from your iPhone or iPad, uh, precise distances for nearly 40,000 international courses. Um, it's tournament legal under the USGA rules. Uh, obviously, you should check tournament to tournament. Um, but yeah, full course view with maps and manual pin positioning. Uh, it's touchscreen, high resolution, glove friendly. Um, this one is is uh, thin and lightweight. This one doesn't have the swing metrics. That's uh, that's the approach S6. So the S5 is another product from Garmin. Four hundred and sixty nine dollars. You can find out more at garmin.com.au. <laughs> And you can get in touch anytime you like. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Jump on Twitter, say good day at Trevor Long, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Hey, let's go to the phones. Good day, Gav. Hey, hello, Trev. How are you going? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I've got a... Uh, I'm ringing up for someone else, but they've got a Samsung... You're ringing for a friend. Yeah, that's never happened to me, Gav. <laughs> well, it's my mum, actually. Okay, that's all right, then. Right, and uh, she's got a about a forty-two inch Samsung, but mm. only three or four years old, yep. and she wants to get a little bit bigger. Nice. Right, so we're thinking probably fifty inch or maybe fifty-five or whatever we can get 
What can you fit? Is it, is it a big open room? You can fit kind of anything? It's just a matter of price? Is that what you're talking? Uh, well, no. Where, where we're coming from, it's, I, I said to her, this is my idea, do we really need a Samsung Smart TV anymore because mm. she's very keen to get the new Apple TV? Well, how good's your mum? On fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, I said to her, well, do we need to do that or do we go just a... A large screen TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, the and reason I asked... Do the we reason... need a smart TV if we buy an Apple TV? No. And you know what? My simple answer to you is no. <laughs> um, you know, nearly every TV these days is, a, is, is technically a smart TV, okay? The latest Sonys are, are Android-based, so they are, you know, like a, a big tablet, you know, just in a 55-inch, you know, a Hisense, TCL, uh, even Sonic, you know, the cheap JB Hi-Fi brand. They've all got some level of smarts in them, Right. But in reality, yep. you don't get the level of support, apps, updates, and everything that you get from a, you know, an Apple TV or even a Telstra TV for crying out loud. Um, so that's why I asked the question about the space because, you know, what is the limitation? You know, like in my lounge room, I'm lucky I've got a big lounge room, and the, you know, the, the TV's not in a cabinet; it's not restricted by size, mate. If I if I could afford it, if I was a multi bazillionaire, I could get a 100 inch TV. But, you know, I, I can't afford that, so. Really, my question is, first and foremost, is there any sp- any size restriction? Uh, well, n- well, it's not that big a lounge room. Yep, but so it the, would be overwhelming. When we first put it in, it looked terrific, you know. But as <laughs> a couple of years went by, the TV doesn't look as big as what it once did. You and know what, what do you I mean? reckon? What do you reckon you want to spend? Just like something a bit bigger. And what do you reckon you want to spend? Uh, probably, well, we didn't actually think about it. We just thought we'd save a few dollars by yeah. not spending a, a lot of money. See, those Samsung apps, and I've got Samsung myself, mm. and the 3D, and I've got the 55, and I don't use Samsung apps. I don't no. use the 3D. No. All I use is Apple TV. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking, why am I paying for all this technology in a Samsung, yeah. but I'm not using it? Well, so I'll put it to you this way. I, um, my, and people know my, one of my favourite websites to, to have these conversations around is the JB Hi-Fi. Not because I'm endorsing them, but just because they, they, they've got this really easy way of displaying all their products, you know, lowest price to highest price. Now, for example, you can get a Hisense 58-inch television for $1,500. That's, to me, 58 inches for 1500 bucks is a pretty phenomenally good price. I mean, you can get a Sony 55-inch for $1,500. Um, you know, you can absolutely get a 50-inch. Uh, I can see a Hitachi here for 1200 Yes, there is a Sonic 58-inch for 1296 so 1300 bucks. But I would argue, with the greatest respect to Sonic, that their, um, the, the look of the TV just doesn't, make you feel like you've bought something that is worth more. <laughs> so the, the edges of the TV, it just looks a bit cheapish. Where, whereas even your Hisense, your Panasonics, they're a really beautiful television. Um, actually, I think your big question isn't anything other than, do you go 4K or are you happy with full HD? I'd be happy with full, uh, full HD. I, don't, I think 4K is way off, isn't it? it look, it I mean, is. Uh, most of the stations don't even broadcast in, in the, HD. Let so. me put it this way. The, the, the stations will never broadcast in 4K in our lifetime, and, and even your Apple TV is not in 4K. Now, yes, people will say that there is Netflix in 4K on your LG TV, but, mate, 
how much of that's you watching and, and is it really going to make a difference to your life? So right here, I'm looking at a Hisense 55-inch Full HD TV. Beautiful looking thing. 998 bucks. I mean, that's just such a good deal. I mean, 55 That is, that is fantastic, yes. And, and, and the Apple TV. You whack the Apple TV on for like 260, 360, whichever one you buy. And, you know, it sits beautifully in the middle there. It, it, elegant. It'll just look gorgeous. And that, to me, is as important. I know it sounds ridiculous, but the look of the television as, as it's, when it's off in the lounge room is as important as when it's on because you don't want people to think you're a cheapskate. You know, you're kind of, you know, it's got to look yeah. good. Um, and, mate, when you see these high sets, for example, you'll see it's got beautiful legs on it. Um, you know, it's not an old, you know, boring, bulky stand. You know, that's good value. So... That's what I, I personally, I, I've, had, I've had a TCL in my lounge room for years before I, I busted it myself. It was my fault. Um, I've got a m- magnificent LG right now, which is just gorgeous, 65 inches, the latest and greatest. And I love it. It's beautiful. But I don't use anywhere near the features that are the value, like the, the higher price value features of it. You know, my kids are watching YouTube on it for Christ's sake. So, you know, let's just be yeah. real. So... Apple TV plus a beautifully designed television with a good quality screen. So, you know, high sense, good quality, full HD. The picture quality on a Sony, for example, is definitely going to be better. And, you know, you spend an extra 300 bucks, you've got yourself a, a 50-inch Sony. Well, that's not bad. So, really, it's about you walk in there with a bit of cash in the kicker and say, how much am I prepared to spend? And then just stand there next to some TVs and, and buy with your heart's content based on what the picture looks like. And what the actual television looks like, you don't ever need to pick up a remote in store. Beautiful. Sounds good. Good luck, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Yeah, any, I'd love to hear how you end up, mate. So send me a note. Let me know what, uh, what you get her. Will do. Cheers, Thanks mate. Again, and uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Now, I don't want to be a stickler for history, but um, this is episode 306. And if you cast your minds back to episode 127, which is now some time ago, in fact, it was February 2012, we spoke to a young bloke named Tim, and he was starting a little idea called Airtasker. Well, some of these apps that I've talked about over the years don't exist anymore, but some of them, some of these things are going gangbusters, and Airtasker is one such little website, one such idea that... I dare say might have uh, might have evolved a bit, but it's still very true to its original principle. And uh, that young man Tim is back on the line. G'day, Tim. How you doing, mate? Hey, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Do you remember that? Geez, that was a long time ago, mate. Uh, yes, a very different uh, time in my life as well. So, uh, yeah, we, hopefully, we've come a long way since then. Well, hopefully. I mean, that's this is the and I am genuinely impressed because sometimes you know if I look back, there's probably fifty percent of things that I talk about at a startup level just don't exist anymore or they've evolved or whatever they are. But you're still very true to what it is you originally set out to do, which was um, to create a a website, a service that allowed people to find other people to help them. Back then it was to just do your chores. Now it could be anything. But you are still pretty true to your original original sense of being, don't you think? That's right. So um, absolutely in terms of... um the concept of a task being that, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, it can be easily described that somebody else can complete. Um, and the fact that you pay money to, to someone else in your network uh, who can get that job done for you, 
Uh, that's absolutely still uh, what Airtasker is. Um, but now we're offering that concept um, across, you know, uh, consumers, so people who own their own home and, and want to get jobs done around the home, to small businesses, um, so people who want to uh, get things done in, you know, in, every day in the office, uh, and all the way now up to, um, to enterprise customers uh, who really need to scale a workforce up and down um, as required. Because that's the thing, you're essentially got at your fingertips a workforce, a bunch of people who are daily, hourly, regularly checking your site to go, hey, I've got this skill, what can I do? Um, you know, there's a lawn to be mowed, there's an errand to be run, there's, there's something out there that can utilise my skills and ability, and they're finding that work or that chore or that, that task um, directly through your website. Now, what's interesting is, if we look now, you know, it's, it's well over three years on, through nearly four, um, this, this is very interesting to me because I, was, I go to Woolies every weekend to do my shopping. Um, my, my wife works Sundays, I take the kids, and my wife's instructions to me last week were, we've got a few birthdays coming up, I need two Smiggle vouchers, and I need an iTunes voucher. So I, I assessed the voucher area of Woolworths, and I swear to God, Tim, there was a little sign there that said Airtasker, and I went, as if they do vouchers. And then the next day, I got the announcement, Airtasker, cards or, or vouchers, available at Coles and Woolies and Big W. So you're basically taking it out now to the to the masses to say, here's a way of, of quickly purchasing a, a task as a gift or, you know, having in your back pocket a, a bunch of tasks ready to go. It's a pretty big step into the into the huge retail market, isn't it? That's right. So there were, there were two main reasons why we um, developed the Airtasker card product. Um, one of them was obviously for gifts. So we had a huge group of people asking us, hey, I want to give some Airtasker time or I want to give some relaxation um, to my mom, my dad, my brother, my cousin, a friend, whatever. Um, and, you know, it's so hard to find people a gift. But one thing that universally everybody wants is some more free time to do stuff. So yeah. that's really where the idea for gifting uh, came in. And that, that was one aspect of it. The other big aspect that we found is that when you're selling services, it's really important to be at the right place at the right time. Um, so rather than, um, you know, putting up a billboard, uh, you know, in the middle of the city saying, hey, we're Airtasker, whenever you need cleaning, call us, mm. uh, we found that it was so much more important to be there specifically when that person needs cleaning. So yeah. when they're moving homes or, um, you know, uh, after a big party or something like that, um, you had a much better chance of convincing that person to buy cleaning um, at that point in time. Yeah. And so that's very true to the retail concept, which is that when you buy certain products, you're indicating that you need a certain type of service. So when you go into Ikea and you buy some furniture, the um, chance that, you know, if we ask you, do you need furniture assembly with that, the chances of selling that are going to be way, way, way higher. Yeah. So it's all about creating this contextual and tangible placement uh, in retail locations. And, and that's the other uh, big aspect of uh, why we created Airtasker Cards. Has this journey met your expectations? Uh, definitely. I mean, uh, certainly in, in some aspects it's been uh, better than I could have ever imagined, and in others it's been much harder and, and tiring um, than, than I could have ever imagined. So um, certainly it's been an interesting and definitely um, definitely a, uh, an exciting journey, I would say, um, for better or for worse. Are you still a start-up? Absolutely. So, um, most importantly, uh, we think like a startup every day. So, um, we think about what is the easiest, 
cheapest, fastest way um, to achieve the goals that we want to do and to create the products that we want. Um, and definitely in terms of uh, where we are in terms of penetration of the you know, Australian masses, I mean, um, only about 380,000 people have signed up um, to join the Antarctic community. And, and from one aspect, we're really proud of that number, that you know, it's a huge number of people in our community. But that's the but right attitude aspect, to have. The right attitude to have is there's a lot of people left, you know? Absolutely. I mean, there's 22.7 million people who haven't joined Antarctica. So, um, and that's just for the Australian market. So um, I think there's a long way to go, and that's why I would definitely position us as a fast-growing startup. What's the most popular task? So um, by uh, volume, uh, still the most popular task is um, cleaning, um, followed by um, light handyman jobs. Mm -hmm. So it's those kind of things that by volume um, are doing a lot um, a lot of volume for us, but um, most recently we signed a um, a partnership and actually launched our first pilot with um, with a one of Australia's largest retailers, um, and we're now handling um, their installations um, across Australia, and um, that's going to by far make up um, our biggest um, sector uh, once it's rolled out across the whole country. But right now it's only in a few stores. Wow, that's. Uh... So you you commit to getting it done without actually having staff to get it done. You know that the workers are going to be there, so you've committed. That's a very interesting deal. Yeah, so I guess um, yeah, we've built the liquidity now that you need to have the confidence that, um, that you can get jobs completed. And obviously, as in any marketplace, there are instances where, you know, if a thousand installations need to happen on Christmas Day, I think that's always going to be a stretch. Um, but as it would be for any other company who is um, providing services. So, um, yeah, the liquidity that we've built in the Airtasker marketplace is definitely at a level where we could be super confident about um, what we can deliver. Look at you talking about liquidity, hey? You wouldn't have known what that was for four years ago. It's very exciting. I hope I, become, I, I, hope I haven't become a snob or something. No, no, no. I, you know what? I love the fact that you, you know that what bloody oath you know what liquidity is, but you still say it with the, with the anticipation of a young startup. You know, it's like you're, you're still finding your feet, and that's, that's awesome because you need to be that, and I think it's really awesome. And uh, your great Aussie story, you've got investment. You know, it's all happening, and I, I'm... I'm re I'm really proud of that. I, I think it's amazing for you, and I'm I'm, I'm all, all credit to you, man. You've worked your ass off for uh, for what you've achieved, and I'm sure there's a bunch more to come. Absolutely, definitely working that butt off. All right, if we need lawn mowing, uh, household chores, whatnot, and you just want to, I think you know what you said there about giving someone a break. What a great Christmas gift! You know what, mum, mother-in-law, whatever it is. Oh, here's here's a hundred dollars, or here's hundred and fifty dollars, or here's fifty dollars. I just want you to get. I want you to go to Airtask. I want you to find someone to come and clean the kitchen because that's okay to have someone else do it and for you to come and spend a day at the park with the kids, you know? It's Absolutely. a very cool Every gift. Every Aussie deserves a little bit of spare time at, um, at Christmas. Good on you, mate. Thanks. Congratulations. And uh, look forward to seeing people buying Airtasker cards at the uh, Woolies, Coles and Big W. Great. Thanks so much, Trevor. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. Sometimes the idea of uh, there's an app for that um, can be taken a bit too far and sometimes I get connected to people who say they have this amazing app and you think yeah maybe maybe not uh, and then you try it and you think wow that's um, who would have imagined that was possible now last week we talked about Dream Lab uh, an app that helps you you know help the Garvin Institute research cancer while you sleep this week is Skin Cancer Action Week and there's an app that is helping Aussies um, and people around the world 
um, determine whether or not they may or may not be uh, close to, to a problem with uh, skin cancer. You know, in Australia, we obviously have a huge problem with our love of the sun. So there's an app called Skin Vision. And uh, Dick Utwal is uh, on the line. He's the CEO of Skin Vision. G'day, Dick. How are you doing? Hey, I'm very well, thank you. Mate, I, as I said, sceptical when I heard the idea of the app. And I thought, how can an app determine whether or not I might have skin cancer? And I tested it a couple of nights ago. And, um, you know, the app is, you'll talk me through the, the complexity of the, it, complexities of the app. But let me tell you, for, for our listeners, where, where it came to from me. I, I, you open the app. You put in some details, and then you simply use your smartphone's camera to take a photo of a mole or a skin lesion or something on, on your skin to determine whether it may, may or may not have a skin cancer risk. Now, I took a photo of a freckle on my arm. It's, it's a freckle. I'm pretty confident of that. Came back, low risk. Then I took a photo of a mole, which I've had checked many, many times, and doctors always tell me it's okay. But let me tell you, when you see it, it's one of those moles you think, my goodness, that can't be good. Um, and so I thought, you know, how can an app really determine that this really hideously black, ugly thing is or is not cancerous? And I took a photo. Your app, you know, seems to send the photo away to the internet and then come back to me after about 30 seconds. And it's got this amazing analysis that looks like a night vision photo of, of, the, of the mole. And it said low risk. And I went, wow, if I was programming an app to say, OK, it's dark black on a white skin, just tell him to go see his doctor. How on earth? Do you do that? That is amazing. Oh, thank you very much for that uh, for the good introduction. There has been a lot of work um, gone into this analysis uh, because, in essence, it's a real-time assessment of the risk of the mole. And in uh, in, in, in next thirty seconds, you get a response. But the algorithm that's behind that is built on an, uh, on a pretty powerful database of more than a million pictures of uh, suspicious moles. And extensive clinical studies in uh, in in the leading or one of the largest dermatology clinics in Europe. So, uh, but the um, yeah the app uh, is is a, a pretty straightforward process to use. Um, what's important to know is that the app contains three key features. Um, so the online assessment that you just described is one. Um, the second important feature is that the, the moles that come out as suspicious uh, can be tracked for changes in your personal gallery mm-hmm. um, because changing moles are a direct sign to go to uh, to your doctor. Which is often um, one of the first questions a doctor will ask. Has it changed? And you're like, oh, geez, I don't know. It looks, looks similar to me. But if you've taken photos of it week on week or month on month, then the doctor can refer to those and, and, and look yep. at what's changed about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, many many Aussies have multiple mul- uh, moles on their skin, yep. and so when when people turn out uh, and visit a doctor for the first time, uh, it's hard to know on which moles you need to uh, to focus. So if you bring your own history of moles and can even say that uh, specific moles seem to change, um, or you have pictures of moles from the past, mm. that helps a, a, a doctor enormously. And the the accuracy rate of of the assessment is quite high, is it not? Yeah, it's the, the let's say the, the the methodology that we're using is very promising, and that's mm. confirmed by uh, let's say the dermatologists that have been involved with the clinics. Um, so currently, the accuracy is roughly in line with uh, the eye of a skin cancer GP in the in, in Australia. Right. 
in in recognizing uh, in recognizing melanoma. So that's uh, for the purpose of the app, and that is in essence to bring people in a timely manner to a doctor yeah. um, uh, when something is suspicious is, uh, is is very promising and good. Yes, which is which is kind of the point here. It's 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 about awareness. Um, it's about self awareness. So obviously knowing your own skin, knowing your own moles, and you know tracking them, taking photos. But it's also about just that little nudge that says, actually, no, you, you, you should get that one looked at. Um, and, and that's then the, the other part of the app, isn't it? Obviously, there's, there's lists and, and maps of, of dermatologists in your area so that you can, uh, you can actually be connecting with them. Yep, exactly. So there are features in it to make you more aware of your skin profile. So do, do I personally have an, a profile to develop skin cancer? Mm-hmm. Um, it has links to dermatologists in, let's say, the coming four weeks. Um, the online link to, the, uh, to health professionals will be improved and expanded uh, for, uh, for Australia. So there we, have, we have ambitious plans for Australia to even... Uh, um, bring more features to uh, to the app that makes it more valuable for Aussies. So you say you're bringing it to Australia. Tell me uh, of the history. Where, where did it start, and how how long has the app been been operating in other other um, markets? Yeah. So th- let's say the, the the idea of the app uh, started in uh, the end of 2011 um, with a PhD that um, uh, was. Uh, using a an, an pretty well-documented uh, mathematical theory into the analysis of medical imaging mm. that was translated in the app by the beginning of 2012. Um, and since that day, uh, roughly 300,000 people have downloaded the app in, in more than 50 countries on a global basis. Um, and uh, two important clinical studies have been done in 2013 and 2014 to, uh, to prove the accuracy of the app moving forward. Wow. And, and so this is not just a one-off thing. You've got more features that you can bring to the market and bring to the app over time. Yeah, it's, so the, the online assessment is a medical device. From a regulatory perspective, it's a medical device. So you need to prove that um, the, the function that we have, uh, that we uh, explain, uh, is yep. uh, in essence the function that you bring to the market. So there is a lot of work uh, uh, done to, uh, to be able to be certified as a medical device, and uh, that in essence has just happened for Australia. So we are the, the first uh, melanoma app that is formally certified for usage in, uh, uh, on a global basis. So are you a doctor or is, do you get into this from an from a app or what is your background? How, does, how, do you, how do you get into this position of being the CEO of a, quite a, I mean, this is a, a stunning concept to me that we can even have an app that does this. And <laughs> that's one of the things, right? You, you look back five years and you go, no way this was even possible. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And five years ago, I didn't know that uh, that this was uh, sort of the work that I was doing at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an economic background, and I've always worked with uh, with startups. Um, always been intrigued by innovation, um, uh, but not from a medical perspective. Um, so I, uh, um, I'm, uh, let's say, my expertise is in. Uh, in, in uh, let's say, bringing solutions like this, promising solutions like this uh, globally on the market and make it scalable so that you really can, uh, can make the impact of the solution as big as possible. But within my team, we have um, uh, specialized mathematical people, we have dermatologists, uh, we have partnerships with some of the most reputable uh, skin cancer clinics in the world. So we have a lot of medical knowledge within the organization as well. Wow. Unbelievable. It's... Um it's one of those apps, and as I said last week, I was talking about an app where 
you know, the Garvin Institute here in Australia have, have launched that uh, is basically distributed computing that allows your phone to, to help uh, with computing power for the research into cancer. And now here we are talking about an app that can, in the palm of your hand, give you a, a self-diagnosis, a self-assessment that can help you make a judgment on where you go next with, uh, you know, with treatment and doctor's visits around simple things like skin cancer, which is such a big issue here in Australia. The statistics are you know, quite overwhelming, really, aren't they? Because I think it's something like two out of three Australians will be diagnosed with a skin cancer by the age of 80. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's amazing, isn't it? That's enormous. And, and uh, from that point of view, Australia also has a responsibility in the world because uh, most of the countries uh, look at Australia um, because in Australia, a lot of good things have happened. Uh, it's yeah. the only country at this stage where the incidence of skin cancer is decreasing, uh, although it's enormously high it's the highest country in the world but the numbers are going down because of decades of awareness campaigns by uh, funded by the government and the cancer council Um, so the next challenge is to uh, now that the numbers are going down that we also make a a, a big um, uh, impact on the people that die because of uh, of skin cancer Uh, it's it's known that roughly 50 percent of the people should have uh, not um uh, uh, well, should have should have been safe in essence yeah, yeah. if they would have visited the doctor in time, and that is in essence the the, the ultimate goal of uh, of skin vision. Mm. It's roughly uh, two thousand people a year that that die because of skin cancer in in Australia. So let's all work together to bring that number down now. Have you, have you heard is, Have you heard of our yeah. campaign from many years ago, Slip Slop Slap? Yeah, yeah. So definitely. I mean, you've you've got it nailed here. Slip Slop Slap an app. I mean, it's <laughs> bloody well rhymes. How good is it? <laughs> yeah, we, let's say we have reached out uh, quite extensively to all the major uh, uh, parties in Australia that yeah. have worked on these campaigns to understand and, and learn from the practices. So we we are a strong believer that we need to do this together. Yep. Uh, we bring we bring some unique and trusted technology into the game, um, but we need to do this together because this is a major uh, a major issue in in Australia. Dick Altawal, thank you. It's uh, it's an amazing app. It's uh, great to talk to you, and I uh, hope you enjoy your time in Australia. Can I make one last comment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, before you close down, because to contribute to this, uh, uh, to the great work that has been done in, in Australia, we offer a special promotion to all the Australian people that download the app uh, during the Skin Cancer Week. Um, and all Australians that will download it will get uh, a full year for free. Um, so all the functions within the app will be for free for the full year. Wow. So we would really like to encourage everybody to make use of that proposal. And that's at uh, skinvision.com. Uh, sign up for testing. I'll put that on, on my story on the website at eftm.com.au. Thanks, Dick. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Episode 306. Jump on the line if you've got a question, a problem, or you want to have a chat about anything technology in your life. I'm happy to help, happy to try and problem solve, happy to try and advise, just happy to chat because uh, that's what we do here on Your Tech Life. Let's go to the phones. Go, Steve. Oh, hi, Trevor. How are you doing? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Uh, mate, it's uh, time to bite the bullet. Running currently XP Pro. Wow. Um, on a high-end Dell uh, Dimension 9150 desktop. Yep. Um, upgraded the motherboard, upgraded the... I'm uh, running about 4 gig of RAM. Yep. A 3.4 gig uh, Intel dual-core Pentium processor. Mm-hmm. Uh, runs dual DVD, read-write drives and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um I can only get Internet Explorer 8, wow. so that means I've got to drive up now. Um, just recently bought a, an upgrade. I'll leave Windows 10 out of the picture <laughs> um, to go to Windows 8.1. Yep. 
which is in, you know, all part of it. I know they've got some stuff. But what I'm after is um, I used to have AVG security free, um, you know, and it's, it's the old story about free lunches, yeah? Yeah. Uh, um, so what I'm after is some decent backup software because I've got a whole stack of emails currently running Microsoft Office um, 2003, so I hope you're sitting down. I was just going to say, I do feel like, if I'm honest, I've been doing yep. this for a long time. I feel like yep. I've gone back in a time warp, my friend. That's uh, fantastic, because I'm um, not that far off turning 6-0, yeah? That's fine. Um, so the, the desktop will handle all the, all the power. Um, that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, it's been a great unit. Uh, I did all the upgrades myself, swapped out the motherboard because one crashed and, and everything. So what I'm after is some quality backup software so I can download all the you know files, folders. Uh, I, uh, it runs a one terabyte internal hard disk drive. Um, so that should be cool. I've got also got an external 500 gig um, external drive. Mm. So what do you need to quick, do? What's the question? Because you, you've, you've outlined a very, in very great detail what you've got. What are you worried okay, about? The question is decent backup software because I basically want to mirror what I've got on the hard disk drive yeah. where all the applications are because I run a whole lot of software programs mm. and then a decent antivirus software. So Amazing. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say to you right now, uh, yep. decent antivirus is, is pretty easy to solve because you've got some big name brands that you can trust. Any of them: Norton, Kaspersky, Trend Micro, and McAfee. Yep. Right? There's four. You just shop shop to to, to your own choice. Whether it's sure. you, like the, you like the color of the pack or you like the price, as long as yep. you get internet security, not just antivirus. Internet security no. covers you in a lot of other things. Now, backup wise, coming from XP yep. upwards. Yep. I, I, I really think that you need to consider spending the time, which I, it feels like you, you're already done, so I don't think it'll be too much of a challenge, but uh-huh. separate out your files. So yep. one, of your, put one of your external hard drives, just put all of your files and data on that. So I'm talking okay. your documents, your photos, your images. You know, your My Documents folder, essentially. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, so, stuff so that I, you know where you've saved the, it. Um, external hard drive, yeah? Well, you don't need to position it. Just put it on a folder. Just, okay. just one yep. folder that says, here's my documents, right? And that's yep. where they sit. That's where they live. Okay. Now, there's really only two other big issues. One of them is your email. Yep. If you think you're going to migrate your email across, yep. my friend, that is a massive challenge from Office 2003 to today. Okay. Because uh, Office 2003 basically has a, I'm trying to think now, 2003 has one big PST file. Yep. If, yep. if you can find that, which you should be able to do, it's called outlook.pst. Copy that okay. little puppy yep. onto the hard drive. So then you've got a backup of your files, and you've got a, yep. you've got your email sitting in one big file as well. With okay. regards to applications, you need yep. to consider that you're going to wipe this machine free, clean. It's going to be wiped, Absolutely. and and then do an upgrade because you do not want the legacy of Windows XP burdening you into the future. No, of course. So yep. have you checked that all those applications actually work with Windows 8? Uh, yeah, they will. Okay. Have yeah, you got the original? Like a lot of them were software downloads. Yeah. Well, I've got free licenses and um, so on. Yep. A lot of them I've got the, um, the actual CD. Perfect. The key. And that's what you need to do before you do anything, before you wipe everything out, get a pen yep. and paper and write down a list of all the things you do, the okay, things you need. Done. So if you've got favourites in your web browser, find your yep. favourites folder and copy that across to your hard drive. Okay. So I'm, I'm 
I think backup software is amazing for yep. emergency restoration. So sure. computer is is broken, restore to scratch. But for moving to a newer machine, now whether that means the same device or just better software in your case, yep. you really should move the files, the folders, the stuff you need and wipe yep. it clean, install Windows 8, and then install yep. those applications, those programs, one by one, using the download, the license, the CD, whatever it is, yep. and then move across your fo- your um, your folders, and yep. and you're you're on a winner. So so do yeah, it in perfect. that do it in that order, and I okay. think you'll be okay. But remember, this is a big process, a big process that yeah, that you're going to need okay. need to allow a bit of time for. Oh, I can I can handle the time. Well, that's good. Well, I think Fantastic. you're on a winner, mate. I mean, you know, it's good that you've got that machine that, that is um, obviously giving you good life, but just remember that machine itself, and you've upgraded the motherboard, so you looked after it pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's, you're going to need to keep a good eye on that because it will be, it will be your downfall in the end. You're going to have a newer, newer version software, newer version everything. It's, sure. it's the underlying kind of hardware. It's like, you know, taking a classic car on a, on a, on a long cruise, you know, trying to keep up with the, the, the new guys with fuel economy. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. You got to you got to enjoy the ride. <laughs> hey, no problem. I understand totally, Trevor. All right. Well, good luck with it, Steve. All right. Thanks for your call. Thanks very much, and, and uh, thanks for getting in touch, mate. No problem at all. You have a good um, good afternoon. Cheers, mate. And uh, you can get in touch anytime you like. Just go to the website eftm.com.au. All right, let's smash through a few last things before I let you go, let, let you park, let you pull over, let you stop your jogging, whatever it is you're doing. Always good to hear what you're doing too. I, I say that a lot, but, you know, you'd be surprised how many people don't email me. So I'm just genuinely saying, you know, I'm, I know exactly how many people download the show. So I know for a fact that you have not all emailed me at any point in time. That's just fact. All right, so get get with it. Where are you listening? How are you listening? Those are the things, you know. It's all good. Hey, um, so aerial photography. I love aerial photography. I love looking at Google Maps. It's it's amazing to me what we can now see and do with with our web browser. There's another mapping service uh, in Australia called NearMap. Now, I may be challenged on this, but I'm pretty sure they're Australian, or at least started here. And they don't use satellites. They use planes, like fixed-wing aircraft, to go around and f- photograph areas. Now, a while ago, it used to be kind of you could get into it but not see everything, and now it's kind of all restricted. But well worth a look if you're at all into um, needing mapping in your workplace because it could be the service for you. So I remember years ago, I was able to look at uh, my home, and, and you go back in time. So imagine Google Maps, and they'll, near Map will hate me saying this, but imagine Google Maps in much better quality but with a timeline. So you can look back at you know a year ago, two years ago, one year ago, whatever it is, and see what it looked like then. So they've done this cool thing, and I've put the photos up on eftm.com.au. They sent me all the photos of Barangaroo. Now, Barangaroo is in Sydney. It's the it's the old uh, dock. It's the old where the container ships used to come in, right in the in the in the centre of Sydney, just past uh, the Harbour Bridge in, before you get into Darling Harbour. The container dock's since gone, and it's in Botany Bay now. And this huge concrete expanse is being turned into huge towers and a casino but down the other end they've reclaimed the land and created a beautiful parkland called Barangaroo this is partly Paul Keating's vision um and and you know huge kudos to him for what's been created there what's awesome though is they've got these five or well, there might be eight uh photos of Barangaroo since 2010 up to now 
showing, you know, what it was, how it was demolished, you know, how it was rebuilt. It's awesome. It's really, really great. Um, so if you love aerial photography, uh, the, um, <laughs> the, the website has all the pictures, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, I mentioned Garmin earlier as a sponsor, but as a, as a news, breaking news, they released this week a thing called the um, Index Smart Scales, I think it was called, um, but a set of scales. So Garmin scales. You stand on them, find out how fat you are. That's what it tells me. Um, someone on the radio today, uh, Steve from uh, KO uh, FM in Newcastle, said to me, um, it would just be better if it came back with a smiley face or a thumbs up and a thumbs down. But anyway, set of scales and you stand on it, it says you weigh this much. And then uh, you can also see your BMI, your, your uh, bone mass, a whole bunch of different things that can measure by you standing on it because it's very intelligent scales. But they're also Wi-Fi connected, so they upload the data to the Garmin Connect Cloud. So just with those scales, you can, in your app, monitor your own um, health and well-being performance. Plus, you pair it with, you know, Garmin Vivo Fit. You've got a bit, bit of data overlay there. It becomes very interesting. And you can have up to 16 different profiles in them. So a small office might have a, you know, health and well-being program. And, uh, you know, that's, that's easy to, uh, to manage through a set of scales like this. Or you might have your family. Um, they're very exciting product. Very cool. 250 bucks. Uh, have a look at them. I've put them on the website as well, eftm.com.au. So then the other one, I saw a, I saw a tweet the other of the day, about two days ago, of uh, uh, Google, you know, their funny little self-driving car. There was a police officer standing at the window and a, a police bike behind it, so it had been pulled over. Now, Google clarified today that it had been pulled over for going 24 in a 35 zone, so it was kind of impeding traffic. Um, it didn't get a ticket, and they've never been given a ticket over many millions of kilometres of driving or something, which is awesome. But the question was posed by, I think, the Washington Post to say, who gets a ticket? And it turns out that under the current laws, Google has to have someone certified to be you know, in control of the car, and they're the person that would get the ticket. Problem solved. But I thought, how, how do the police pull over a self-driving car. So I asked that question. I did some research and it turns out the cars are built to detect lights and sirens on the little spinning camera on the roof. They, they can see lights and sirens and they'll pull over. I don't know how they make the difference between, you know, a fire engine or a police car coming through to just go through and just pulling them over. But I guess as long as it pulls over, that's a good thing. So there you go. What a cool little thing. And uh, it just proves they have thought of everything. It's it's pretty important, right? Uh, so there you go. The Google self-driving car, it's, it's absolutely becoming real. Let's let's not beat around the bush. This is this is a big deal. So um, anyway, I'd be interested in what you think of that. It's um, unbelievably popular on the website today. As I look at the live statistics, my goodness me. Wow. Very popular story on uh, eftm.com.au. <laughs> Alrighty, that's a wrap. 306 in the can. I better ring my mum, tell her that I've quit my job. <laughs> uh, she won't care. Um, but hey, if it all goes pear shaped, we're moving to Walker, people. We're moving to Walker Road. Anyway, it's all good fun. I uh, look forward to your company, your support, and uh, just keeping in touch over the next uh, long period of time. But certainly right now, just until next week, episode 307, and two bikes talking tech tomorrow night. Uh, lots of tech news, uh, always, uh, with Stephen and I, and hopefully that 
complements this as much as there is a bit of overlap and some repeated stories, but it's always good to hear both sides of the story, don't you think? Both both views, even if we agree. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Get in touch. Go to the website, uh, eftm.com.au. On Twitter, please follow Trevor Long and EFTM. And hey, while you're there, jump on Facebook and go to Trevor Long and click like. It's always good to know and be able to connect with you because during CES, we're going to do some cool live stuff. So you've got to click like on uh, trevorlong.com. takes you to the Facebook page. Click like and we'll do some live video. I did a live video the other week of the iPad Pro. So if you want to see gadgets, that's where you're going to see them. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Let's do it again next week. Hey, folks. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.